This is the baddest ass podcast. That means that this podcast is about badasses and it's badass. This is where two brothers take randomly assigned historical and modern figures and debate which is more badass. And it's a red letter week because my ship has come in <laughs> and I won a week. Or more appropriately, Dr. Dre beat the almighty Plato. Yes, he did. Week. With it was a bloodbath. The score was nine to three. Yep. There's a- so, well done. Here, here. Here. Um, we had put out. You threw it out there at the end as a surprise yeah. that somebody who voted would receive a baddest ass T-shirt. And we, we're making good on that at tremendous expense. And the shirt is hanging right here, and it is extraordinary. Yeah, we're gonna post a, a picture of the shirt to Twitter right after this so you can see and be be jealous that you're not uh, that you didn't win but you can each week we're going to be giving away we're going to do it every week eh yep okay a baddest ass t-shirt to one voter and this week's winner of the baddest ass t-shirt was is Stephanie McPhee and we were kind of, we kind of lucked out because we know who Stephanie is that's right she put now, her name on it right a lot of people who voted we have no idea who they are. Some people, like at this point, yeah. and maybe forever, this podcast is restricted pretty much primarily to our family and friends. Right. And I th- I knew almost everyone who voted. There were a few that I didn't know. Right. So um, we're lucky. We know who won this time. But uh, in future weeks, if someone we don't know wins, we'll just say who won. We'll and name then, the anonymous Yeah, voter. and you will do it the honor system you can get in touch with us and we'll get a t-shirt to you somehow because likely you live near us yeah and I, I, we understand that if you vote for somebody and you know you don't want your employer to know who you voted for for example <laughs> or your political party so Aniva this week yes we have two brand new contenders Rob will be representing Attila the Hun and Donnie will be representing... I will be re- representing Immanuel Kant, born 1724, died 1804, German philosopher, major figure in the Enlightenment movement of the 18th century. And Attila the Hun was the ruler of the Huns from 434 until he died in 453. He was the leader of the Hunnic Empire, a tribal confederation, which lived mostly in Central and Eastern Europe, and during his reign, was one of the most feared enemies of the Western and Eastern Roman empires. I won last week, which means I get to choose who goes first. So Rob will go first. Attila the Hun, ding, ding, ding. Thank you so much. Now, when we decided to do this podcast, we were listing a bunch of names. Who are we going to put in the pod hat from which to draw? And we decided not to put in Genghis Khan into the pod hat. And the reason is, Genghis Khan was likely the most badass person who ever lived. Well, allow me to introduce to you the man from whom Genghis Khan learned almost everything that he knows. Attila the Hun. Now, when King Rois died, the Hunnic Empire was to be shared between his two nephews, Bleda and Attila. Now, Attila thought, after a number of years, (laughs) I don't think this is going to happen much longer, and he murdered his brother. And Attila ran the show. Now, just to, just to put in your mind, how scary were the Huns at this point? Well, the Romans, who were the boss of Europe, 
They were terrified of Germans. Lots of Romans wrote about this. Whenever Romans fought the Germanic tribes, the Romans were terrified. They were smaller. They were usually freezing cold. The Germans were naked and full of paint. And they were scared. So can you imagine, I love thinking of this scene, of all the pant wetting that was going on when the Germans flooded into the Roman Empire because they were being chased by the Huns. That's a lot of scared people in one continent. On the top of the fear food chain, that were the Huns. Now, the Roman Empire was vast and luxurious, and they paid Attila the Hun to leave them alone. It started with 350 pounds of gold. The next year, he made them double it. Then he attacked them. Then the year after that, he made them triple it, and then he attacked them again. But my favorite story about Attila, of which there are many, is the emperor of Rome, Valentinian III, his sister sent a message to Attila. Basically, uh, Valentinian was forcing his sister to get married to this Roman senator. So she sent a secret message to Attila the Hun, because she needed the scourge of God, which he was nicknamed, to come in and make a mess. So he rode his army into Western Europe, said, Here I am, and for a dowry, I'll take half of the Western Roman Empire. And Valentinian said, This wedding is definitely not going to happen. And basically, Attila said, uh, Wasn't really asking your permission. And the horde then blitzed through Germany and Austria, sacked every town that they came across, put the sword to every warrior standing in the way, And the skies above France were black with the smoke of dozens of smoldering cities. The entire countryside was essentially leveled. He slept under a saddle. He had no problem eating his enemies. And that is why Attila the Hun is the baddest ass this week, maybe ever. Yes, we're all very impressed. Okay. Full disclosure here. This is kind of a stacked argument. Really, I am moving the posts, you might say, when it comes to defining a badass. <laughs> However, Immanuel Kant is well up to the task. And whether you know it or not, the way you think is because of Immanuel Kant. And while it is a myth that in his lifetime Kant never traveled ten miles from his village, it is true that he only ever spent short periods of time away from there. So imagine living in one tiny German backwater your whole life and completely upending over 2,000 years of philosophy and reason. That's the critique of pure reason. That's Immanuel Kant. Kant forced people to reconsider the relationship between reason, the mind, and the world. Attila the Hun forced people to run screaming from their villages with shit in their pants. Kant was an animal rights activist, did you know? He could have been a vegetarian. We don't know. He didn't jam it down anybody's throat. He just kept it to himself. (laughs) How badass is that? He said that if you would like a glimpse into the morality of a man, take a look at how he treats animals. Attila the Hun clogged the Danube with the bodies of his slain enemies, and I've just learned, ate his enemies. Sometimes, maybe even ate two of his own children. (laughs) That's pretty badass. Kant's position as the greatest philosopher of the Enlightenment and perhaps of the modern age often overshadows his own achievements in, did you know, astronomy. 
Kant was the first person to base a theory of a disc-like Milky Way galaxy having spun out of an enormous interstellar gas cloud. He was the first to imagine Newton's laws beyond the solar system. Attila the Hun burned down libraries. For murdering, raping, and pillaging indiscriminately, Attila the Hun is deservedly the baddest man. For shaking the world as we know it, quietly and with humility, from his home in rural Germany, Immanuel Kant is the baddest ass. Well done. Good job there. Because this week, you are up against it. Attila the Hun versus Immanuel Kant is just not fair. Oh, I don't know. What did he do? What, what, what did who do? What did, what did Attila the Hun... What, do we, what remains of Attila the Hun? Here's the thing. Okay, I, I expect the attacks. Because during this phase, this is where we pick apart each other's argument. And I went sifting through the life of Immanuel Kant, trying to find what is it that he's going to use to, to show that Immanuel Kant is a badass. And I literally could not find a single thing. I actually give you credit for saying he didn't travel more than 10 miles from his home, because I heard it was 40 miles <laughs> from the place he was born. Yeah, he got, he got around. But I think that's what makes him so great. He's stuck in one place, and he completely... Like, you can't underestimate how people think totally different. The critique of pure reason upended everything. Astronomy. Well, yeah, people maybe think a little bit different, but they don't think the way he wanted us to think. And I, I'll give you this example. James Rachels, who's a philosophy author, summarized an argument by Immanuel Kant. He said... We should do only those things that conform to the rules that we would have universally adopted. In other words, uh, you could pillage the town, but only if you're okay with everyone else in the world pillaging a town. Okay? And if we were to lie, then we would be following the rule. It's permissible to lie, which could not be universally adopted because everyone in the world would lie and no one would be able to communicate. So that means you must tell the truth at all times. So if we lived the way Immanuel Kant wanted us to live, if a hun burst into your thatched roof house and said, Hi there, where are your children? I would like to eat them, please. You would have to say, they're in the cupboard. And obviously, I'm not we sure don't it's a, do a that. Fruitful conversation to begin <laughs> arguing the You're critique right. of pure reason. However, that that is that's that's a conversation that's now available to us because of the way that Kant structured the meaning of reason and how it works, etc., etc., etc. Just in correct. case there are any philosophers listening to this, I want to run screaming from the actual philosophy right now because I <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. Suffice to say that, like, you can, there are all kinds of leaders, even warlords from the period, who you can say, you know, they at least gave the people they destroyed this or that. You know, the Romans were pretty brutal at times. But, you know, there's. But they brought in aqueducts. There was a, a useful legacy. A bureaucracy. Yes. Well, okay, well. Well, no, they did lots of great things sure. for the places they conquered, yeah. right? And Attila the Hun is known because he was such a horrible person. That's that's true. Anything, but that's because Attila the Hun and the nomadic tribes, the the horse archers and such, didn't have the infrastructure to run an empire. They had to keep people in line with fear alone. They didn't have garrisons all over the place, and this is what they did. It's not like they were picking on small guys. The Roman Empire was the greatest empire the world had ever known up to that, to that point. And they kicked them. 
And they kicked them again and again and again and again. Wrap it up. Okay. I thought a lot about what to say in the closing arguments of Attila the Hun versus Immanuel Kant. And I really couldn't come up with anything other than it's Attila the flipping Hun. Is he more badass than Immanuel Kant? Obviously, the answer is yes. You did a, that was a valiant effort and a great job, but simply, it's just not the case. How hard is this man? When he was buried, they diverted a river, buried him in the bottom of the river, let the river flow back, then killed everybody who did it, so no one would ever know where it was, and the people who did it were ready to die as an honorable death. I thought that was Genghis Khan. They did it for him, too. (laughs) It's almost as though Genghis Khan was taking notes or something like that. They're the same groups of people, although they're thousands of years apart. Pay up or we'll eat you. That was the bumper sticker on the back of Attila the Hun's horse. Even the Handel opera Attila includes... A countertenor duet that's considered the most difficult one ever written. This, and for many, many other reasons, Attila the Hun, the baddest ass of the week. Vote in the comments. Thank you. What can you say about Immanuel Kant except that he minded his own goddamn business? (laughs) That includes 11 years of silence when, as one of the world's great philosophers, he clammed up and thought. He just thought for 11 years about existence. Lo and behold, we get the critique of pure reason. Probably the single most important philosophical text ever written. Yes, it's long, and yes, it's hard to read, but give the guy a break. He was only changing 2,000 years of philosophy in a single book. And you know who else did that? Jesus. Actually, wait. Jesus didn't even write the goddamn book. (laughs) No, nothing has been the same since Kant. You know how everything Midas touched turned to gold? Well, everything Kant touched turned into some kind of crazy shit that no one had ever seen before. Philosophy, astronomy, history, psychology. Kant reinvented everything. And he did it without an army, without killing a single person, and pretty much without ever leaving his own hometown. Vote Kant, baddest ass, in the comments below. All right, so that is the end of this. We invite you to comment and thank you for listening because we're having lots of fun doing this we are and uh, i know in today's day and age it's there's competition for your time and your attention everywhere and who has time for a 50 minute podcast i ask you honest to god though really everyone has time for a 15 minute i don't know see when it's this good this is just chock full this is solid gold okay well but make sure you vote because you could win the baddest ass t-shirt yeah itunes please subscribe to us on itunes and give us a review that is the most helpful thing you can do other than of course telling your friends tell your friends tell your famous friends who have podcasts and late night talk shows on (laughs) network television in the united states we have a facebook page the baddest asses twitter at the baddest asses okay the last thing that we need to do is assign combatants for next week's episode of The Baddest Ass. So I'll, I'll be reaching into the pod hat. And I get Albert Einstein. Well done. And I will be arguing on behalf of Pope Francis I. Ho hum. 
Excellent. Science versus religion. An epic battle next week. Thank you for listening. See you then.